You know, I want to talk about you today. You see, I, I believe that one of the things that Scripture tells us is that you, as a child of God, are inherently different from other people because of what Jesus Christ has done inside of you. Now, I realize that the world and a lot of other forces and a lot of ener energies try to say that that's not true of you, but it is true of you. As a matter of fact, I think that you are incredibly, incredibly special in so many different ways. Now, sometime before I talked about the fact that when we come to Christ, a lot of things become new. We are a new creation. We have a new spirit, a, a new identity. We have a new heart. We're part of a new community. We live by a new covenant, a covenant of grace. And all that's true of us, and yet sometimes because of what's happening in the world around us and the, if you will, the old pathways of thought that capture us, we fail to really take seriously how uniquely different we are because of Christ. And in this case, I want it to be true for you. Maybe there are reasons right now where you're feeling insecure or unlovable, or for some reason you're feeling isolated. And of course, there's all kinds of other things that can be going on around you because of things that people are saying and doing. But if we could just for a moment set that aside and think about what God's Word says about you, it can, in fact, lift your spirits and help you to center again on the wonder of what it is that Jesus Christ has done in you. You know, in Colossians chapter 3, Paul writes that we have been raised with Christ. Raised with Christ. Now, he, he's using this in a resurrection sense. He's saying that Jesus went into the tomb and he was raised to new life and that we ourselves in our old self went into the tomb with Jesus. And now because of faith in Christ, we are raised to a new form of life. Now, no matter what you're experiencing today, I, I want you to hear this and possibly even say it to yourself. There's a resurrection kind of life in me. Do you hear that? There's a resurrection kind of life in you. You have been raised with Christ. Paul even said that in Ephesians, that the power that raised Christ from the dead now abides in you. You have resurrection life in you. Now, one dimension of that is to say we're going to live eternally, but another dimension is that we can right now begin to eternally live live out of this resurrection life that God has placed inside of us. In that little passage in Colossians 3, and I encourage you to go and read it. It begins in verse 1. He says, look, you've got to set your heart on things above. It is so easy to set our heart on things that are not of above. To set our feeling level on the chaos of this world and the struggles that we go through and the vitriol that's part of all the language and interactions that we surround us. And it's very easy to set our hearts on that. 
But what Paul said is, wait, wait, remember that you have a resurrection life inside of you. Set your heart on that life. Begin to allow your heart to be open. Look, you're you're a special kind of human being. You're a child of God. You have within you the capability to just let your heart long for goodness. It's so easy to be trapped in darkness, but deep inside, the flame of God is alive in you, and you can long for goodness, for love, for grace, for peace, for mercy, long to be in unity with others, long to feel peace. And it's okay. It's even important that from time to time, we allow ourselves to touch those eternal longings, and they're in there. Douglas Steer, a great Quaker writer, talked about the fact that inside of all of us, there is this flame of God's kingdom and of God's presence, but all the debris of the world can begin to weigh against it so that we don't feel its warmth. But if we focus in and we remind ourselves that we are a special species because of Jesus, that we have been raised to resurrection life, we can begin to touch the deep longing we have for these things, that which is good. And we should set our heart on that. Do you know, the story of St. Ignatius, again, comes to bear right here. Why? Because in reflecting about his own convalescence, after being wounded in a battle, he noticed something. That when he thought about the things of the world, which John may talk about in his first epistle as the lust of the eyes, the lust of flesh, the pride of life, when we begin to think about those things and let them preoccupy our feelings, all of a sudden, St. Ignatius said he experienced a desolation, a draining of life. But if he would begin to think about God's things, if he'd let himself move forward to consider what is true about the virtues of the kingdom of God, he felt like light came within him. And that light had a feeling to it and an energy to it and a life-giving quality to it. Boy, how we need to do this. I know from time to time I can't even read another newspaper article, online, digital uh, news break, or see something on TV about the news because it comes in with such a sense of darkness. I need to spend time letting my heart touch touch the longings that God has put in me. And you have that in you because you're a special kind of human being. You have resurrection life inside. Paul goes on to say, let your mind be on these things that are above. Don't let your mind become preoccupied with the concerns and darkness of this world. As Jesus talked about it, the anxieties of this world. But set your mind, your thoughts on the kingdom of God. This is where the Apostle Paul comes to play when he said in Philippians, think on these things. Think on what's true and right and noble and pure, what's lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. And when we're doing that, we're aligning ourselves with this whole idea 
of kingdom light. In this passage, Paul says, your life is hidden in Christ. Your life, your eternity, your future, it's hidden in Christ, protected in Christ. That's an amazing kind of thought. It's not only that Jesus lives in us, but we live in Jesus. And Paul even refers to the fact that being hidden in Christ means we're hidden with him in glory. And that we ought to think about that. He even goes so far to say, and it's kind of hard to understand, that when Christ appears, we will appear with him in that glory. That's a mystery that I don't understand. But the truth of the matter is, somehow I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me. And I think a lot about the fact that Jesus is in me, but I got to think a lot about the fact that I'm in Jesus. So the resurrection life in me is deeply connected to the resurrection life that is in Jesus. I like these thoughts. It's something that breathes life inside of me. You know, in verse 12 of Colossians 3, Paul encourages us to clothe ourselves with that which is true of us in Christ. And and I think about it. Let's wrap ourselves in that which is true. Let's put it on like we were putting on clothing. That this is true of us and it comforts us and it protects us. We are a new self. I recognize that's hard to... To consider sometimes, but it's important that we do. And it's important that you do. The scripture says here, you are God's chosen one. You are God's chosen one. Filled with resurrection life. Hidden in Christ. Now I'm saying all this because I'm wondering, are you having a difficult time? A bad day? Are you finding your mind straying to other kinds of thoughts that are bringing you down? That's very, very natural. But what we want to do today is to look at this and say, now just wait a minute here. There's resurrection life in you. You are inherently different because of Jesus. Not only set for eternal life, but for eternal living. When Paul talks about putting these clothes on, putting on the new self, he says, you're holy. You are dearly loved. That's you. No matter what you did yesterday, no matter what you were thinking about today, you are holy. You are dearly loved. And he said, and if you can grab hold of that, then put these kind of clothes on. Clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness. Clothe yourself with patience. Be forgiving. Put on love above all things. We were made for this. We have all these possibilities deep inside of us already. And what Paul is saying is that we need to contemplate this. We need to set our hearts on this, set our minds on this. The world is trying to take our heart and our mind in a completely different location. So let's hold fast to what is true of us in Christ in these times. That's why we're Jesus' people. That's why we have a different allegiance than others. And the other dynamic of clothing ourselves, what kind of means this? 
let compassion and kindness and love and forgiveness be the first thing that people see when they see us coming their way. You see, when people see us coming their way, the first thing they notice, it's me, and they notice the clothes I have on. They may not concentrate on that, but they notice it. But what if I clothe myself in Christ, and I come toward them with the compassion of the kingdom? Something begins to change. And that's how important you are in the midst of this. I don't know what your day is like, but will you think on these things? Don't you know that the Bible says that you are at peace with God because of Christ? You're at peace with the Father, peace with the Son, peace with the Spirit, inherently a different kind of human being with resurrection life. He wants you to think about that and dwell upon that in order to break the cycle of desolation that comes through all the messages the world tries to bring your way. I'm so grateful to have this time to talk to someone as uniquely and inherently special as you. May God bless you for this day. <laughs>